Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So this is an important radio show because this is a manifesting the love and the life that you want. And it's very much about law of attraction. It's about inner responsibility. And it's about trusting others because what we all want when we're manifesting our life and the love that we want in our life, trust is such an important thing. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today and talking about how to actually receive the trust, the love, and the support that you really do want in life. <clears throat> so what this show is about is I'm going to talk about how to manifest others as you would like to receive them. How do we not get triggered and see the worst in others and therefore attract more of that? So within this show, you're going to learn about law of attraction techniques, what you can do, how you can take responsibility, how you can be the manifester of what you want to receive, so that you can receive love, support, happiness and connection like you wish to be and you need to be it to be able to receive it in life. So please know that if you want to bring me into the show, if you've got any questions, you certainly, certainly can. The number, if you're in the US, is 347-989-1262. You need to put a 1 in front of that if you're dialing in from outside the US and put your exit code in first. Okay, so we're going to get into this show and I'm going to talk about it. And trust. What is trust? You know, another word for trust is we can call it intimacy. Intimacy. So what is trust? So first of all, if you want to look at trust, because we all want to trust. We all want to trust. We want to know that things are real and they're safe and that they're supportive and that we can rely on them. In order to receive trust in life, We've always got to start with self because when we're talking about manifestation and we're talking about law of attraction, there only is self. Everything that you experience in life is going to be a reflection of self. So trust is something that is an inner pillar. It's a foundation and it's a foundation of self. So when we're looking for trust in life, the first questions that we always need to ask ourselves is, do you trust yourself? Now, in order to trust yourself, you need to fully love and accept yourself. And the thing is, the listener audience that are listening in, you know, you're usually between 30 to 50 years of age. And what's happened is you're into self-development because you're seeking answers. You're seeking how to get your life going better. So the reality is that there will have been things about your life that haven't been easy, that they've been tough. There's been aspects that you've received from life and there's been aspects about the way that you've behaved in life 
that you may not be totally comfortable with. And what needs to happen is love and trust are unconditional. And we really need to explain that. Now, unconditional does not mean that when you're a loving person, unconditionally means that you're going to just go along, turn the other cheek and accept unacceptable behavior and keep staying in there. Unconditional love is about, first of all, unconditionally loving yourself. Because when you unconditionally love yourself, what that means is, is then I observe the world outside me and I choose. Is this my truth? Is this not my truth? If it's not my truth, I can unconditionally love it enough to set it free and say this is no longer welcome in my experience. So it doesn't mean that we have to judge it, we have to hate it, we have to attack it, we have to fix it, we have to change it, we have to try and make it differently. We accept it is what it is and then we choose. This is my reality, this isn't my reality because I unconditionally love myself enough to align with the truth of how I want to live my life. Now, when we want to, now if we're not doing that, we can't trust life. Life affects us, it hurts us, it maims us. We try to fix it, we try to change it, we try to hang on to it way past the time it's doing that. We don't set ourselves free and we don't set other people free to be whatever their life is. When we trust ourselves, we can actually be in the driver's seat of our experience. Now, in order to trust ourselves, there needs to be that love and acceptance of ourselves. We need to make peace. We need to make peace with our past, who we are, our part in it. We need to be responsible. We need to be humble. We need to be real. And in order to do that, you know, this is why uh, with my work, there's so much focus on focusing on self because it is all about self. It really is. So have you made peace with yourself and your shadow sides, your faults, your flaws, or your blind spots? Because if you haven't and you're not responsible for them and you're still judging yourself, defending uh, yourself, or you haven't, and this is something we all need to do alone. This is never about other people. This is about being alone with ourselves to make peace with ourselves. Now, if you haven't done that yet, if you haven't got to the point where you can be real and humble and take responsibility for your own life, you're not going to be in a position yet where you can trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, then you have no ability to be able to either be trusted or to trust others. So what actually happens is the enemy within becomes the enemy without. So trust, again, if we have a look at the word intimacy, and a lot of people think that it's physical connection or even sex, physical affection, etc. Intimacy is intimacy. Intimacy is, it's the ability to be yourself. It's the ability to be open and authentic with others as well as yourself, to not hide who you are, to not make excuses for who you are, and to pretend to be somebody that you're not. So when people aren't intimate with themselves, what they will tend to do is try to model themselves on how they think other people see them. So they're trying to be a certain way in order to win approval. 
Now, in codependency, that can be a huge problem. That can be a huge problem. That's like a woman who starts dating a man and she's constantly thinking, what does he think of me? What, is he going to think I'm good enough, smart enough, intelligent enough, a good enough cook? Am I going to be thin enough? Am I going to be this enough? Am I going to appear independent enough for him? And so what she does is rather than being at peace with just being herself and being open and authentic and real, she's going to be constantly in her head monitoring what she says, what she does, hoping that he's actually going to accept her. Now, that's the codependent model. Now, the narcissistic model is actually very, very similar. The narcissistic model is all about supply and the narcissistic model is very much about do not see my faults. Do not... Do, and, and it's very, very interesting with the narcissist because down the track after uh, the person has actually been hooked, then obviously a lot of emotional terrorism and all sorts of things come on because the unhealed parts are going to erupt. They're going to be in full-blown force. But initially the narcissist is, if I'm going to present this absolutely perfect image to this person, they're never going to see my faults. And if they start seeing my faults, well, then I'm actually going to attack them, project them, and I'm going to maim that person as a result of trying to pull down my mask. They're actually very, very similar deals. The different thing is the codependent is more likely to go all helpless and clingy, whereas the narcissist is going to go blustery and attack. But what it is actually saying is I don't love and accept myself. Now, the codependent has got the ability to genuinely work on themselves and love and accept themselves and come to peace with their life and who they are, who they've been, what's happened to them, whereas the narcissist doesn't. The narcissist is always going to have the blocks and the shields around it, the projections, the blame throwing, the twists, the turns. And that's the big, big difference. Whereas the codependent is going to be helpless and cling and not want to lose the relationship. So, and you may... You know, see within yourself. Look, the thing is, we've absolutely come from a society which has not promoted intimacy. It's been promoted as a weakness. It's been promoted as a flaw. It's been promoted as if you do intimacy, that you're going to be vulnerable and other people are going to take advantage of you. And it's actually the complete and utter opposite. Because when you're authentic, when you're real, you have the ability to be able to inspire and create more of that, which is more connection and trust. And if it's not forthcoming, you can leave it alone and move on and create more of what is you. We're certainly not living in times like Julius Caesar, where if you show any weakness, somebody's going to come be behind you and put a knife through your back. It's not like that now. But unfortunately, the DNA aspects of human survival have been very much about any sort of vulnerability, which is honesty, truth, weakness, is going to render people vulnerable. And it's really not that at all. When we look at manifestation and we look at law of attraction, it's a very, very simple law. So within, so without. So if we haven't got to a level of trusting ourselves, it's going to be impossible for us to create trust and connection and real love on a real level. So when we want to become intimacy with others, we need to become that with ourselves first. And it requires self-consciousness. 
and it requires the knowing that if you want to receive, know, and trust others and your world, you need to be that to yourself. So we need to ask these questions. You know, am I real? Am I real? Am I open? Am I honest? Do I back my word and do what I say? Am I responsible to myself and others? Do I address things at a real, honest, open level? Or do I use emotional blackmail? Do I use mind games? Do I, do I, do I actually play people or am I just real? And have a look at the world around you. Have a look at the people in your life. You know, do you find that when you're out in company, you're always worried about how people see you, about what they think of you? Because if that's going on for you, you're not in unconditional love and acceptance of self. Because if you're in unconditional love and acceptance of self, you can just be you. And you can feel fine being you. So that's always got to be your starting point. It's got to be your starting point because law of attraction is who you are. What you are on an inner level is what you're going to receive. So if you don't yet trust yourself, and we're going to go into more aspects of that, especially for codependent women, about, you know, there are going to be lines where you have to trust yourself. So if you don't trust yourself, you're always going to experience distrust. And what that means is that if you haven't resolved unhealed wounds and you're still not comfortable and at peace with yourself, if you're carrying shame, resentment, fear, and if you, if you know there are areas about you that aren't working for you that you haven't made peace with, you're not going to trust yourself, which means that the first possibility of what you could be receiving in life, you're going to perceive in others your unhealed parts that you've never made peace with within yourself. So the typical example of this might be, for example, a woman who has experienced and suffered infidelity and she's had infidelity in her life and she's had the pain of that and the fear of that and maybe her father was adulterous and maybe that's been her program and her pattern that that's been a part of her experience. Now, if she hasn't healed that and if she's still distrusting of men, well, then that pattern is just going to continue to play out in your life. Now, also, too, there have been people that have been very, very jealous in their life. They've been extremely jealous and insecure. And then what happens is when they get into a relationship, they will still, because they haven't healed the fact that I don't believe I'm good enough, I don't believe I'm worthy, I don't believe I'm lovable for me, I believe that other people will find other people more attractive or whatever is going on on that level, then what will happen is that you may actually get into a relationship with somebody who is trustworthy, who is monogamous, and you're actually going to project your unhealed parts onto that person and start being extremely suspicious of these person's actions, behavior. In other words, you're going to see red cars. You know, if you actually are thinking about red cars and red cars are in your consciousness, or let's say that there's a car that you're interested in and you're thinking of buying, you'll start seeing that car everywhere because it's in your awareness. 
And it's exactly the same with our unhealed parts. You're going to be looking for them. You're going to be hyper-vigilant about them. And it's usually the parts of yourself that you're trying to hide, that you haven't come to terms with, your fears that you're going to start seeing in everybody else. Now, when that happens, what happens is, is it's going to appear very real. You're going to, the more you focus on it, the more you charge on it, the more you perceive evidence as it, the more and more and more you're going to believe that this is real for you. So when you're projecting your own inner fears about yourself and your own life onto another person, the enemy within absolutely becomes the enemy without. And this sort of experience certainly can happen with codependents and narcissistic people. Okay, there's a difference between the codependent and the narcissist because the narcissist has a severe lack of empathy. And what will happen in severe lack of empathy is destructive behavior will actually follow it. So the codependent is more likely to whine, check up, become obsessed, become paranoid, do all of those sorts of things, whereas the narcissist is more likely to take vengeful, malicious action as a result of what's coming off their stories about their unhealed parts. So, and it's really important to know the difference. I know that most of the people that are going to be listening in here are definitely more in the codependent category. They're definitely the people that, you know, may have suffered really um, difficult or extreme love relationships and, and may have experienced abuse, absolutely. So when you can understand that, it's about, and it, and it look, and it depends. It depends on the individual involved as to, you know, I know certainly back in my 20s, and I've spoken about it before, when I was acting very narcissistically when I was an alcoholic, as a lot of alcoholics do. You know, it's very self-absorbed behavior. There's lots of shame. There's lots of inner pain. There's lots of projections. There's lots of not taking accountability or responsibility. And it's a projection of the inner pain. Now, back then, you know, I know there were certain things I was capable of and there were certainly things that I was never capable of, you know. So when you're listening to this sort of information and you know that you do have inner insecurities that you might be rejecting because you're not trusting yourself, you really need to have a look at, you know, how far can I go? Where am I really on this scale? And what do I need to do to heal myself so that I can trust myself and so that other people can trust me? Anybody that's been with a narcissistic individual can absolutely realize that what happens with the narcissist is that there will be things like the accusations and the name calling of what the narcissist is lining you up with, which is actually a reflection of how they feel about themselves. And it's their unhealed part or it's their unhealed wounds that they've never come to terms with. So it really does feel in this way that, you know, it, it, it is sabotage for either the codependent or the narcissist that when they don't trust themselves, that what they are going to do is sabotage because nothing good can come from not trusting yourself. It just doesn't work. The other thing that can happen if you haven't got to that place of being able to trust yourself yet, is you can manifest your fears and attract untrustworthy partners. 
and unhealed parts play out. They really, really do. Unhealed parts just play out. And what happens with a lot of women is, and it gets back to the whole DNA survival fear of, you're going to abandon me. I'm going to die. That really is what plays out for a lot of women on a very, very horrific level. So we all know the stories about the women that have been with men that have taken out hits on them and it hasn't worked and this guy's in jail and she still loves him and she still hangs on to him. So really, you know, what's going on in that sort of codependent dynamic is or we, we know of the stories of women that have been married to men that have tampered with their daughters and have continued on the relationship and turned a blind eye because of that horrific DNA survival fear. If I lose you, I can't survive. The women are very, very susceptible to manifesting their fear of, I have to hang on because I can't survive. And nearly every woman will go through this at some point in her life if this is a DNA fear. So what will happen in those situations is you may be confronted with things that you can't trust that are hurting you, but you will want to give it a chance. You will want to keep giving it a chance over and over and over and over again. And anybody that's been with a narcissistic individual knows exactly what that is all about. Because there are times when you want to believe. There are times when you're hearing and seeing all of the evidence that it can be safe and it can be trustworthy. And you know from experience that every time you step back into the ring and start trusting again untrustworthy behavior is because you don't trust yourself. And trusting yourself as a woman or a man, men don't suffer from this nearly as horrifically generally as what women do. You know as a woman trusting yourself is no matter what age you are. I know so many women that are in their 50s or, or older, usually it's a hot spot in the 50s which is saying, you know, I've lost my looks, I'm not that attractive, how am I going to get another partner? I have to put up with this. I have to make this work. That's not trusting yourself. Trusting yourself is knowing that you can walk forward into life. You can be aligned with your vibration of trust and truth and reality and that you can be that and create more of that in your experience, which means you're not going to die. Your life may change significantly. Everything you thought it was may be completely out the window and you are now with a clean slate on life. But if you understand law of attraction, you understand manifestation and you understand the truth of vibration, you know that maybe this was the biggest lesson in your life if you continue to keep trusting untrustworthy behavior and you're not trusting yourself. So I'm not talking about the paranoid stuff about, you know, unproven issues that you think are going on or that you haven't expressed your needs about or you haven't been open and honest about or things that you haven't done in your relationship to come back to intimacy, into me see and into you see. How can we trust, connect, and be totally real and raw with each other? 
Because if you are not doing that and you think there are things you can't trust, well, then you've missed the point, okay? Because I'm not talking about the things that you think are going on or you imagine or you assume are going on. I'm talking about the things in your life that are absolutely deal brokers. The things in your life that have created a level for you of emotional blackmail, pain, malicious wounding, degradation, uh, you know, everything that shattered your version of who you are in life. Okay, if that's happening for you, you need to know what your deal breakers are. And you need to be prepared. You know, it's like the philosophy that when you're prepared to walk under ladders, no more ladders appear on your path. And that's, you know, definitely been a thing for me that I know is an evolution, it's a healing, it's an evolution, is, you know, how many things have I been in relationships with that have to get to a certain point before I can trust myself? You know, rather than trusting myself way before things get to a level which is completely the writing on the wall. And that's, you know, a lesson that a lot of women need to learn and they need to heal. So I hope that one can really, really help you because trusting yourself is imperative. And in trusting yourself, you need to have a bottom line. You need to know that you're unlimited and you know that you can walk forward into life. Absolutely. So when we're talking about some processes and things that we can do to actually inspire trust, grow trust, and create more intimacy in our lives, we need to remember that we're very, very powerful creative machines. So let's say you are in a relationship where there aren't deal breakers, there isn't malicious behavior, there aren't things that have shattered your trust. There are things there that just aren't working. There are things there that... You know, you've really, you've got a respectful, honest person in your life. You know you're a respectful, honest person, but there's fear there. There's fears there that are not supporting trust and are actually breaking down intimacy. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we go back to right at the beginning, which is about, you know, have I made peace with myself? Do I love and accept myself? Am I prepared to be honest and open about myself without blaming other people? Can I take responsibility? No. And if you're willing to work at that level, that is going to dissolve a lot of fear. That's going to bring you into alignment. The next thing is, is can I be honest with this person about what I need? Can I speak from the heart? Can I speak from truth? Can I speak in a way that actually acknowledges, sees them and honors them as well? Can I do that? You know, Criticism, projection, anger, attacks don't work. They push people away. They don't create trust. And then from a manifestation level, you can actually work on, I remember in uh, my second book, Take Back Your Power, I wrote a lot about this. And I wrote a lot about this. And there's a great exercise in that. And actually, I put it through one of the newsletters. If you go back in archives, you might be able to find it. But it was very, very much about how do I manifest this person as I'd like to see them. So, for example, you know, you need to look at, if we were to look at something like, you know, this person doesn't love me enough. Does the person doesn't treat me with enough appreciation. Bring it back to self. Get your journal out. 
do I love me enough? Do I take time out for me? Do I speak to myself lovingly? Do I appreciate myself? Am I, am I my own worst critic? Because if you're not doing that to yourself, you can't receive it for another. So you've got to clean yourself up first about how you feel about, how you speak to, how you vibrate with yourself. Then after that, when you know that you're actually doing that, you can start seeing this person differently. You can start visualizing them differently. You can start journaling about them giving you more attention. You can get into the vibration, the feeling and the pre-paving of it. So you're actually creating a vibration within and without of support and appreciation. Now what happens in that is if that person's got the resources and if you actually respect them and believe they're a good person and that they're capable, well then you've got every chance that they do have the resources. They're actually going to move up into that space with you and they're going to come into it. And you can also ask for it. You can ask for it humbly. You can ask for it honestly. You can ask for it lovingly. And if they're authentic, they're going to want to be there for you. But pre-paving is very, very good. For anybody that's ever uh, looked at Esther Hicks, um, Law of Attraction, her work, Abraham, it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant and it absolutely changes people's lives. You know, what I love about that stuff is, is the vortex. Whatever we're feeling, whatever we're vibrating, we're creating. We are totally creating in our life. The thing I love about alignment is, is that there are ways to actually remove the tormented program if we all know. If you are really in pain and you're in torment and you're just not coping, it's really hard to work your vibration into something that serves you. And that's why I love the deeper healing aspects like quantum freedom healing or a great kinesiologist, somebody who really understands these programs, can actually remove that junk, that torment out of your body to make it so much easier for you to line up with where you want to go. And the thing about trust is... If you're not in a good vibration, if you are in a vibration of your own stuff, your own uh, unhealed stuff, or the pain of what you have received that you can't trust, well then it's only ever going to be more of the same. There's nothing is going to change that because there's just too much unhealed stuff there. So... You know, whether you're moving forward, whether you're trying to work through things or whatever, that's all got to be cleaned up. That's all got to be cleaned up. And when you can clean yourself up on that inner level and know that you can actually trust yourself and you know no matter what happens in your life, you're going to be okay, you're going to be solid, you're going to be aligned with your truth and you're going to create more of that, well, then you have nothing to fear because that's exactly who you're going to be in life. And then you can say yes or no, okay? So trusting others is always about trusting yourself. You know, it's always about trusting yourself. And when you trust yourself, you can be fully present with somebody that is open, real, and authentic. You can be fully present and you can fully give of yourself to that person. And then if the information changes, well, then you may change how you observe it and what you want to do with it, and you're going to come back to trusting yourself on that. 
because you're going to know, you know, we all have intuition. We all have. And anybody who knows that when you're in a narcissistic situation, your head is trying to tell you, I can trust this person, they're good there, they're going to pull through, they're going to change. You know that when you're listening to your body, it is screaming at you the exact opposite. The very, very thought, anybody who knows that when you've been with a narcissistic individual, when you've got away and then all of a sudden things look like it's going to be great again and it maybe it could work or maybe this time you know that when you start feeling and thinking into going back and putting yourself in the ring, your body is going to be screaming at you not to do it because your intuition, your connection to source, your knowing, your trust for yourself is giving you everything to tell you, no, 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 no. And the reality is that when you trust yourself, you don't have to put yourself back in those sorts of positions. You can move forward trusting yourself and create the real thing, the real deal in life, which is trust, authenticity, open, openness, etc. So ultimately what you're really looking to do is to absolutely make peace with yourself. Absolutely. Own your unhealed parts. Become comfortable with them. Know them that they have been absolutely perfect, perfect parts of you to grow and heal. You needed them. They're special. Okay? It's only when you resist them, when you hate them, when you don't want to acknowledge them, when you cover them up, when you project them, when you blame everybody else for them, that's when you're not going to trust yourself and you're not going to move forward into trust. You're either going to sabotage it or you're going to get something you don't trust. It's never going to work for you. So that's where you've got to go. Then what you know what you can do is trust yourself when you're moving forward in regard to people who are authentic. Are they real? Are they prepared to be real? Are they comfortable in their own skin? Are they the sort of person that takes responsibility? Are they the sort of person that doesn't trigger into non-accountability at the drop of a hat? Are they the person that you know you can rely on and trust because they trust themselves? And they're the really, really important questions that you need to ask yourself to be able to look at trust. You know, and there's some lovely mantras for trust. There's some lovely, you know, vibrations for trust. There's some lovely ways to work your vibration into that and move forward in that. And really also too, and as far as trust, look at your life. Look at what you have around you. Look at what's real. Look at what is real. Who are the people that you can be yourself with? Who are the people you can be open with? Who are the people that you can express what you once thought of them? Or once once they once thought of you? Where, Where are the people that you can be real with? Because you don't need many. You know, and when you can have real connections with people, you're doing intimacy. Intimacy, you let them see you. And they let you see them. And that's where you have trust. That's where you have love. That's where you have connection. And from there, everything flows. Everything can work. And when you have that with somebody, you can be honest with them. You can be honest with them. You can pull them up. You can discuss how you're feeling with them. And they're not going to take umbrage about it. They're actually going to work with you and see you and see themselves and see the us in it. You know, and that's really, really, really special things. It may be, you know, it's difficult when you may have had 
hard childhoods or you just have parents that are stuck in their ways and you just can't be that with them. You know, I had a beautiful experience with my father not so long ago and it was, you know, over some pretty extreme times. And I was actually able to say to him, you know, Dad, I don't feel, you know, and I cried and I hugged him and I told him I loved him and I said, Dad, you know, I haven't felt like you've been there for me. I haven't felt like you've seen me. I haven't felt like you've really known me or believed me or trusted me or known my heart. You've been there for me practically, materially, but you haven't been there for me emotionally. And my father broke down and cried and he was there for me for the first time that I can remember being emotionally. He was there for me. And, you know, out of an extreme time, I had the most beautiful, beautiful gift. And to me, it was such a powerful healing because, as we know, you know, fathers and fathers can represent men in our life, mothers can represent women in our life for men or vice versa, which that's generally how it goes. And, you know, I've been doing all of these programs that my inner programs of men don't see me. They don't know me. They don't trust me. They don't know my heart. They don't know who I really am. And I experienced this incredible breakthrough with my father that was just so special. It meant the world to me. So even people in your life, you know, and he's 81. (laughs) He's amazing for 81, but he's 81. So that I went to him on that real, open, honest, raw intimacy level. I, I went to him with love and complete bared my soul to him. And he stepped up and met me in that place. So there are going to be people in your life that do have the resources and there are going to be people in your life that don't have the resources. And that's okay because the world is full of so many resources. And you only need a few certain friends, even if you can never go back to that true, real, raw relationship, heartfelt relationship with your parents, that's okay. You may not be able to. They just may not have the resources. And that's okay. It is what it is. But you only need a few friends at that level. You can have a ton of acquaintances and really deep connected friends. And of course, in a sense of a love partner, you only need one love partner that you can be at that level with. Now, that does not mean that the love partner that you're trying to work it with or the one that you'd like it to work with, they may not have the resources. That's okay too because you've got to trust yourself and be intimate and open and real enough with yourself to move forward into life wanting more of that. And it is the ultimate trust. It is the ultimate safety. It's the ultimate connection, the ultimate uh, passion. It's the ultimate reality. You know, that's what it needs to be. So I hope that this show has really, really helped you. This one isn't going for an hour as well. But uh, if anybody's got any questions about trust, how to trust others, which always starts with trusting self, if you want to access some personal work and some resources that I can help you to really, really come to unconditional love and acceptance, which is trust of yourself, by all means, let me know because I'd love to help you with that because it's just the most freeing, liberating journey. 
because all you can be in life is create more of that if you're prepared to do that. All right, so that's it from me and lots of love and I hope you enjoyed this. And as I was saying before, email me. If you want any more help with this, email me at melanie at melanietoniaevans.com. All right, love you a lot. Bye-bye. Talk next week.